morning, top of Mr. Nipper. Well, howdy, well, Senor howdy. Foro Joseph. Hey, um, what's up with all the smoke? I, I blame us. <laughs> I know, did we totally, we totally brought that in. We were talking about how beautiful it was. We were going camping and paddleboarding and the Jinxed best it. summer ever. <sighs> and then the fires came in. Man. So the fires actually not that far away, 60 miles away. But it is, and it's been just fell in the valley with smoke for about a part of a week now. Yeah. Such a bummer. It was pretty so much nice. right after we ended our podcast. I think uh, the fire started. And right, right. We stepped outside and went, oh, look, we just set fire to Oregon. <laughs> We're <Right>. liars. <laughs> liars. Oh, so disappointing. Uh, so, what did you do this weekend? You, I assume, spent it locked away indoors. Uh, yeah. You know what? I, right now, I have no idea what I did. What did I do? <laughs> <laughs> that good of a weekend. It, it was Saturday and Sunday, right? And, and you can't even blame we, the alcohol because you stopped drinking. So. Right, exactly. <laughs> what surprise to you? We did the show. <laughs> very, like, hey, very we're going to do a whiskey show. I'm like, cool. Yeah, come on over. Let's have some drinks. Go on the air. So for anybody who's listening to this and does not watch the YouTube channel on Friday, we Sean and I did a live show um, from my studio video on YouTube. And it was a, a come have a drink with us kind of a show. And uh, Sean shows up here with a bottle of kombucha, which he left <laughs> sitting on my desk, oh. stinking up the joint. They but, get five cents. <laughs> five cents for this thing. What? I mean, this stuff is so weird. It's like yeah, fermented. What it, is it? What is kombucha? Can you well, explain it? It comes from this thing called a scoby. <laughs> it's just fun to say. <laughs> um, it's a uh, it's a living uh, thing. It's not a creature. Not an animal or anything like that. It's like a. Uh, oh gosh, it's a big probiotic slimy kind of thing. thing. Yeah, exactly. Okay, and so hold on. So, if you're, if you're sorry to interrupt and totally sure. derail it, but if you're a strict vegetarian, does that mean you can't drink kombucha because that's a living thing? Oh, or is that like the well, a, a head of lettuce is a living thing as well, but we can still eat that. Right. Yeah. Well, the thing is, you're not killing it by drinking the kombucha by anything. You're you brew some tea, depending on if you want to do green tea or black tea, whatever, and then you let it sit in a cold, you know, what you know, damp place you know with dark and uh you know about two or three weeks later you got a fermented tea with this thing so i mean it's still alive as a matter of fact it makes babies and so, so you're, you're you creating life yeah you're actually you're creating oh, life wow. by by uh you know having scobies i was wow. i was under the impression though when when kombucha first came out the originator whoever came up with it um his plan was to never sell it it was always supposed to be free you give a scoby baby away to someone else but now mm. it's a multi you know, billion dollar market. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. So kind of like, yeah. uh, uh, sourdough bread, the sourdough starter. Right. You hand off a little bit of the starter to your friends. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And now they're making kombucha with, with, uh, CBD oil. Good grief. So I don't know what that does to you, but, uh, is there, is there anything you can, can't buy today that has CBD oil? Part of it, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, sunscreen, and you know, they have little <laughs> really? CBD shots at the at the at the convenience store now. And like, here, here's a cherry flavored CBD shot. I'm like, what? Is that <laughs> a good idea? I don't know. I mean, I guess I just don't know enough about that at all. I don't understand that market because I've just I've never gotten into it. I just there's so many different elements to it. In fact, this weekend we did a little house cleaning and we're getting rid of a bunch of stuff and listed it on the Facebook um, marketplace. And one of the things I had up there for sale, someone responded and they said they would um, they would offer to trade and they wanted to trade it for I have to look this up because I'm going to get it wrong. They actually spelled it wrong in their description, which didn't really help me to figure out what the heck they were talking about. Right. But they wanted to trade for an ounce of they wrote terp head distillate, but I think it's terpene distillate. 
hmm. but it's some like pure essence of THC, I guess. Wow. I don't even know. And I'm like, no, I don't want an ounce of your, no. So what do you <laughs> do come... with that? I mean, do you, does it I, like. Honestly, I don't know. I Googled it and I read an article and thought, well, that's um, not for me. So uh, I'm going to say no. <laughs> yeah. If you got any uh, camera gear, we'd be happy to trade now. Yeah, or I just mean, cash. Like, here's enough. an idea. Why don't you sell your ounce of smack and just. Uh, give me the cash. <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah. I'm going to get in trouble, aren't I? It's, I'm <laughs> no, sure it's totally legal. But, sure. you know, it's Oregon. Everything's it's legal, legal somewhere. Here. So, uh, yeah, so that was that was uh, our weekends. Uh, yours, yours was um, unmemorable. <laughs> yeah, uh, except for last night, the power went out Oh, up here on the mountain. And I, I'm telling you what, I've never seen such a darkness <laughs> in my life. <laughs> I had one little flashlight and it just, I mean, wow. And then I was like, what do I do? I, I can't play my golf game on my phone. I can't watch YouTube on my phone. I, well, I have, uh, oh, 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 I have one of those things I can plug into my laptop and I can watch a, a DVD. <laughs> That's the only thing. <laughs> it felt so primitive that I actually had to put a physical disc <laughs> Wow. watch a movie. My Wild. goodness. Wild. Wild. Yeah. It's amazing what happens when we lose power. We're just like, wait, what? Yeah. Um, you could read a book by candlelight. True. True. You like our forefathers yeah. did. Yeah. And it's amazing how many lights were actually on when the power came back on. Oh, right. Right. And yeah. you realize you're blinded. Oh, okay. Start wow. playing blinded by the light. Right. Uh, exactly. Yeah. How long was that up for? Uh, it was went off about 4.30 and didn't come on, back on until about midnight. Wow. Which, why am I up at midnight? I don't know. That's a long time though. Do you know, yeah. was there a, that sounds like a power pole getting knocked over. Kind yeah. Of like, yeah. And our cell phones didn't work either. So I feel like it was a grief. grid issue for sure. Wow. Which makes me kind of want to be off the grid and have solar <laughs> power or something, you know, have storage. Except that solar power is not going to power your cell phone tower. No. Or your internet. Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Hey, I'm sure we have some tech stuff um, to talk about. I, yeah. I wanted to tell you, I installed over the weekend. This is totally not photography or video related, except that it Kind of is, but it is related to the internet topic you just brought up. Okay. Uh, I just replaced my Wi-Fi router. I've been wanting to get a mesh router for a while. And I actually bought one probably a year and a half, two years ago. I don't even remember the brand, but it was not compatible with my Wi-Fi thermostat, and which had just been installed. And so I wasn't, it's not like something you can just easily replace. So I decided it was much easier to get rid of the mesh network. And went traditional, just old school, standard Wi-Fi network. Your thermostat but, uses the internet? Or yeah, it's, it's like a, it's a Honeywell brand, but it's like the Google Nest. You know, you can, okay. you can program it with your phone and you can oh, right. okay, access yeah. it remotely. And um, it's great. Right. You know, you're going on vacation and, oh, we forgot to turn the heat off or we just came home from a vacation and we turned the heat back on or air conditioning on from the airport mm, kind of a thing. Okay. Um, it's actually, it's really cool. I mean, this the thermostat itself. It has geofencing on it. So my wife and I both work too close to home to use it. But let's say that we worked farther away where we could set up a geofence that says once we enter this radius, I get within 15 miles of the house, then the heat or the AC kicks on, um, which is pretty cool. Instead of setting it on a timer in the event that, oh, we came home late today and the house has been heating or cooling for an hour unnecessarily, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, It's actually really quite cool, but it wasn't compatible with the other mesh network. So anyway, so I just installed a Google one and did a bunch of research and, and it came up as essentially the number two choice out there, but the number one um, bang for the buck. And it was half the price of the one that's labeled as the best. And I figured, you know, a couple hundred versus almost $500 sounded like a much better idea and got it from Costco. So normally it comes in a pack of three. Costco sells it as a pack of four. And then during the Amazon prime days, whatever week or two weeks ago, um, 
Costco was knocking another 50 bucks off of it. So I got a great bargain on it and just installed it this weekend. And it's pretty cool. Um, it, what's really neat about it, other than the coverage everywhere, like flawless coverage all over the house, is you have total control. And this isn't new to a lot of people who've played with these things before, but you have total control over every device, mm -hmm. including grouping devices. Like I can say, this is my son's phone, his uh, PS4, and then I can cut off the internet to him at any point. I could schedule it. I could go to my Google Home and say, hey, turn off the internet for him. And um, he just he, he just gets cut off. Which is wow. cool. <laughs> and <laughs> safe kind of search. fun just to mess with them. Right, totally. Um, safe search. On. You know, you can enable blocking certain websites from certain devices. So it's right. not like it's blocked from the entire house, but it's blocked from his devices. Kind of well, thing. don't it's you really have to know what, what websites to block, though? I mean, no, you no, you, just, you click the... on a thing that says enable safe search and it automatically blocks, like it says something like a million websites um, that are huh. you know, deemed it's a it's google manage or actually i shouldn't say that i don't know who manages safe search but it is a managed database of um shall we say child inappropriate websites okay and that includes things you know from porn to you know, gun violence stuff and you know a lot of things that we probably don't want our kids getting into right um, but with the internet they can it's not like it's going to stop them but it makes it a little bit harder yeah. it just puts a bump in the road for them um i see okay cool. but i like it I, I like the system so far it's it's uh, it's quite good so this is at your house? You yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, okay. it's, my house isn't that big, but it's an older house built in the 20s. I think the walls are quite thick. And just the when we had the Wi-Fi, just traditional Wi-Fi, we definitely had dead zones in the house. And if we went about, out on the back patio, which is almost line of sight for where the Wi-Fi thing would be taken, uh, would be uh, stored, it still would drop off. And wow. that was really annoying. So this is just spread. It's multiple hotspots now spread around the house and they, the mesh network, they all talk to each other and distribute the internet and it works really well. Perfect. I mean, we'll see, you know, it just went in, but so far so good. All right. You can shut it off from a distance. That's true. I happens. could, I could log in right now and shut it off if I wanted to, wow. but nobody's home. So nobody would care. Yeah. No fun that way. Interesting. All right. Mesh. System. Mesh networks. So the last week when you came into the studio, you brought your new camera. And yeah. I almost didn't let you in the door, but yeah. um, but I did. Uh, why don't you tell our lovely audience <laughs> what you think of this new toy of yours? Uh, well, it's funny because I, I had a Panasonic lens on it. I think that's the only reason you let me in the door. <laughs> that's the only reason. <laughs> Fine, I'll let you in. Um, I'm really digging it. I'm, I'm having a good time with that thing. It uh, It is super easy to use. The menu system is so intuitive and easy. Um, the button structure, how you can uh, set up some of the buttons. Um, it's, it's really nice. I'm, I'm digging it. And people have complained actually that the buttons are a little bit mushy. Mm. Um, but what I like about that is the fact that let's say you've got the camera on the tripod and you're hitting the record button. You notice sometimes if it's a stiff button, you will actually get a little movement out of your camera. And I, I mean, it's super subtle, but it's sure. noticeable. But one thing about the black magic, I was doing some, um, kind of some product shots, in my little uh, make make makeshift studio that I created, and I hit the record button, and I noticed the camera didn't move at all because it's such a mushy mm. button. It didn't jar the rest of the camera. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. So okay. kind of a benefit. Maybe they that's what they were thinking when they designed those buttons. So you're not, you know, you can actually hit the menu button, and it doesn't jar the camera. Got it. So, okay. Kind of cool. I, nice. That's one feature I actually really like. So um, I'm really liking the image. Um, I'm liking the, um, the the file size out of the raw. Um, being able to go in and and change the you know ISO and the um, 
the temperature in post, yeah. super yeah, easy. Shooting raw is quite, a, quite interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. So definitely a learning curve and trying to, you know, go into that because pretty much everything that I do needs to be colored. Mm-hmm. But having some LUTs right there available um, and be able to, you know, change things in post is, is pretty cool. It's a pretty neat, neat thing to be able to do. Nice. Yeah. That is very cool. Right on. Indeed. So how much, um, have you done any commercial work with it yet? I mean, I know you just got it, so. I haven't, no. I've um, just been playing around with it, trying to just get used to it. Um, in the past, I've I've rented things and and went on a commercial shoot and then was kind of going, oh, uh, how, do I, how do I do this? <laughs> I'm yeah. in trouble. So, yeah, um, I'm glad that I don't really have anything to shoot pressing right now. So I can just, uh, you know, play around with it, do some tests and, and uh, you know. It is, you definitely have to have a monitor if you want to, you know, be anywhere away from it. <laughs> and, and what do you, you know, mean by that? Well, because the, the, the screen on the back, it's beautiful, five inch, gorgeous 1080p screen, but it's not articulating. So oh, it doesn't right, move right. at all, which is interesting because I remember my Canon, it didn't have an articulating screen and I did just fine. Now that we have articulating <laughs> screens, everybody's like, oh. <laughs> doesn't have an artic, you know, so you figure it out. Um, but you know, like the new, the S ones, like you can't flip that screen around. So right. you can't right. use it for vlogging or you can't be standing somewhere else. And sometimes I like to stand off away from the camera when I'm doing interviews and such. So people aren't compelled to look at me instead of looking the lens, if that's what we're trying to do. Of and course. so that's, you know, that's something, um, I was just checking this thing out, uh, a wireless, transmitter and i know you've you've played with a couple of them what, what was the one that you were messing with recently hollyland is the company yeah they had sent out a um, was their mars 300 i believe was the model number and it was a, a quite a low cost i want to say just a few hundred dollars hdmi wireless hdmi transmitter and it's, it's not real time but it's very close the latency is i want to say a quarter of a second or something it's quite wow. minimal uh, and it was uh yeah it was actually really good interesting and how much was that thing yeah, just a few hundred bucks. Okay. So I was on cheesycam.com. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that website, mm-hmm. but um, this uh, it's kind of a blog site. Guy does um, a lot of different reviews and tutorials and, and such, and he gets a lot of new equipment in. And this one in particular, it's called the, I'm going to probably mess up this name, uh, Aksun, A-C-C-S-O-O-N, Aksun, Aksun, you could say. Like action, action. Yeah, maybe that's it. Interesting. Uh, it's the <laughs> Cinei, um wireless transmitter. And 210 bucks. you can connect up to four different uh, monitors. And it's for, the, it's for your iPad or your phone or even Android. And Ooh. they say that the latency is so slow that you can actually pull focus with this Interesting. thing. Interesting. So, and it fits right in your hand. It's really small. It's like six centimeters by nine centimeters. Huh. So, and at $200, being able to load LUTs, grayscale, monochrome, you can um, focus peaking, false assist, zebras, histograms, everything you can load onto your, your phone. So I believe it's a connected app that you'll have to download. Right. Um, But for 210 bucks. So this device attaches to your iPhone or iPad or whatever and Mm -hmm. makes that the monitor? Exactly. That's really interesting. I didn't actually know that because it used to be that you could not use the iPhone for as an external monitor. You can't use it as a playback machine. You cannot feed video into the iPad. Right. So is it a tethered, physically no. tethered or is it wireless? No, it's, to the a, iPhone? it's a 5G wireless 
Wi-Fi. Okay. All right. That makes more sense. So then they're not using it. So it's not a wired connection. They're not feeding physical wire into it. They are just transmitting to it. And then the app is just reading from the device. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. It's got a little internal rechargeable battery and it does have a HDMI out. So it looks like you can go out to a monitor uh, hardwired if you so choose. But think about, um, let's say you do have a, maybe a larger production um, and you've got a couple of people that want to be able to watch and monitor as you're filming uh, your commercial product. Cool thing is you can just ask them to download the app and then they can watch on their phone or their, their okay. iPad or their device. So for 210 bucks, it's interesting. And I was looking on yeah. Amazon, the, the, uh, the reviews are not so bad. They got some five stars and four and a half stars, okay. one negative, like one star. But I think sometimes people struggle with, with a new device that they're not used to using and they will give it a bad review. Yeah. Because you of have experience. to like ratings are nice. If you've got, if you're looking at a product that's got thousands and thousands of ratings, then I think it's relatively safe to look at the, the total star review average and assume that that's accurate. But when it doesn't have a ton, you really got to look at those, uh, those one stars and the five star reviews. You got to look at them. Like I just a total side story, but I bought this garden hose a while ago and, um, I was really impressed. It's one of these like auto flexible kind of it coils up on itself into a little ball. And then you, when you turn the hose on, it expands. You know what I'm talking about? It looks like a snake. Mm -hmm. It's kind of scary. Oh, anyway. yeah, yeah. Right. So I was, um, for some reason, the other over the weekend, I was looking up the, that product. I was thinking of getting another one. And I was looking at the reviews of it. And somebody had given it a one-star review because now get this. They said, <laughs> I hooked it up to a timer. I've been using it for a month, but I don't think it's actually watering my yard because my flowers are all dead and my water bill has quadrupled. Therefore, the hose gets a one-star review. And I'm thinking, <laughs> you are quite possibly the single dumbest person on Amazon right now. <laughs> That's silly. I mean, how do, my how water, do you, my water how do you bill, blame the hose because you can't figure out which end the water comes out and point it at your flowers? So funny. <laughs> I kind of feel yeah. like, I think that the person might have thought it was a soaking hose. You know, oh. one of those that it, the whole hose leaks out water. Right. Yeah. And so they were just probably dumping a thousand gallons of water a day <laughs> down the gutter yeah. where they had laid the other end of the hose. I, I just, I mean, how do you even, I can't. So you I have see. to read those reviews. That's the point. You have to read those reviews. You see those one-star reviews like, oh, I didn't like the packaging. Okay. Yeah. So does <laughs> that really matter? Oh uh, how's the product itself? Right. Yeah. Yeah. How does it work? Yeah. I think people just have issues just like restaurant reviews too. People, you know, have a bad day and maybe the, you know, maybe they're just not used to how things work at certain restaurants. So they have to bash the restaurant. It's so, it's so indifferent. So you have to yeah. kind of read through those. So hopefully this little, this little wireless uh, thing, I, I'm thinking about just picking it up and seeing how it does. Awesome. Well, if you decide to get one, uh, come on the show. Let's do okay. a show about it. Cause that yeah, does look very, very cool. With um, as many iOS devices that we have, we could... <laughs> We right. And we can, yeah, we can stress test it. We can hook yeah. it up to a camera and then uh, um, feed it into a bunch of different devices. We can hook it up to the switcher for the live show ooh. and get a preview for the live show on the, ooh, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Fun. Well, that sounds like fun. Yeah, yeah. Bring it in. Bring it in okay. if you get it. Sounds good. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Hey, let's take a, let's take a quick ad break. We've been jumping for like 20 right? minutes here oh and my gosh. I haven't even done that. We kind of messed that up. So yeah. uh, uh, we'll be right back folks. And you may or may not hear an ad right now. Right. And we're back after that compelling ad read by us. Mostly you.
Well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I wanted to talk about this movie that has, I think it's out now, the uh, new Lion King movie. It is definitely out. Yep. It is definitely out. Okay. So, well, first of all, then have you seen it? I obviously have I not. Have not. I have okay. not taken the time to see it. I, you know, I try not to be swayed by reviews. Mm. Um, I've seen some reviews and um, I think the, the issue that has come up for people is that there is no or a serious lack of emotion or oh, really? emoting from the animals. And I was really? watching a video how someone is like, I have 17 cats, so I know what cats do. Cats <laughs> flish their or flick their tail to communicate, not their face. And so to make cats emote in CG, they they did a really good job of making them look lifelike. And the problem okay. with that is that they didn't look like they were emoting. Oh, <laughs> so, oh that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Well, that is interesting. I'll, I would want to watch it just to see that. Right. Um, I've heard complaints that it is basically a shot-for-shot shot remake of the animation. It's not its own story, which um, I guess, you know, that could be a good or a bad thing depending on your perspective. But what I wanted to talk about was how it was made. Right. Because it is, it is so fascinating. Now, have you read up on this? Do you know anything about the process? I don't. It? No, I'm waiting for you to fill me in. Okay. So it... The process that they're using doesn't have a name. They they recognize that this is a new way of filming that doesn't have a, a name. It's not virtual reality. It's not augmented reality. It's obviously not traditional cinematography, but it's also not just CG. It's not a standard CG. Huh. So effectively, the closest thing to do to describing it is actually virtual reality, where, as I understand it, they essentially built this set in 3D with the character animation, the characters moving, you know, lions walking from here to here, the trees are blowing in the wind, the water is doing its thing. They built that environment. Okay. And then they wear virtual reality goggles and carry virtual cameras and walk around a virtual set to film it. So imagine you walk into a big empty studio. It's totally empty. You put on goggles and you are now standing in the Serengeti or wherever the hell it is that the movie takes place. And then you pick up a virtual camera and you walk around shooting, start, stop recording, change focal length, change focus. Everything that you would do with a normal camera, you're doing in virtual reality. And huh. so you're able to film the VR in VR, like from within the VR world, you're filming. And because it's all made up, because it's all programmed, they can change the movement and say, oh, we want the line to do that, make the line move over there. But I think there's a lot of natural AI stuff, you know, like trees blowing in the wind, you don't program every movement you program uh you you program wind basically and it just follows the the natural wow. laws of that wow, wow. so okay. there's a lot of right and so the character movement they can say do this move this way pick up your head etc but um but then a lot of it is just this kind of natural designed programming huh and it sounds so incredibly fascinating and you, and you read about it, you look at the articles there's an article that was in uh, Wired Magazine, and I will put a link to this in the show notes because it's just so fascinating to read. And you see pictures in there of John Favreau and all the 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 um, crew wearing VR goggles and holding VR things in their hands and walking around to shoot. It's wow. just wild how it's done. And then after that, it's re-rendered at the higher quality, right? What they're seeing in there is not final cinema quality. Sure, yeah. So it gets re-rendered, but they're basically capturing in real time the first pass, and then that goes in for a final render. My goodness. Okay. So that changes things. Right? It's incredible. Wow. It's just such an interesting thing to read about. And when I first heard that this was shot 
in VR. It's like, wait, this doesn't make sense when you mean shot in VR. Um, and somebody says, oh, it's not CG. Well, of course it's CG. I mean, it is, but it's not CG as we know it. Yeah. And it's uh, it's kind of hard to understand. But once you read this and go, whoa, okay, that's actually really, really fascinating. Yeah. Well, and some people said, how did they, how did you get the cats to do that? Because they think it's real. They, they said, well, this is the live action version of The <laughs> Lion King. And right. they're like, well, how did you get the cats to do that? That was, you know, uh, well, I don't know, because it's not real, yo. It's not real. Yeah. Yes, it's not real. <laughs> huh. My goodness. Well, we, you know, we talked about the deep fake a few episodes ago. Right. And yeah, it's uh, the the line between reality and unreality is uh, is pretty darn blurry these days. So this goes beyond motion capture because it's you're not actually capturing the lions or the cats or the right. other, you know, the the pig. Uh, right. Pumbaa, whatever. Um, that's all being created in post, but then just, yeah, just walking around going, okay, how about this? And so you just, you create the environment and then you can walk around and go, I mean, so <laughs> a director I worked <laughs> with recently, he doesn't have a shot list. He likes to get in the, in the place and go, okay, well let's, uh, okay, let's put the camera over there and let's do this. So he would thrive, I think in this environment, he'd, he'd be like, okay, let me see what's inside the room here. Good. Oh yeah. Hey, can we get a building put over here? It's almost like the Matrix, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Man. Wow. It's crazy. crazy. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I would imagine insanely expensive, but of course it's the first pass at it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's, it is. And, and there's not, I was just quickly skimming through the article. Uh, I don't think there was motion capture. I mean, granted they're not using, there's no humans in it, right? It's all right. animals. Yeah. So I don't know how much motion capture you would do off of a lion or a, a Whatever well, did they did they capture the the voice artists the voice actors face while they were recording and maybe they I know they did that for the Jungle Book right right um ooh that's a good question I don't know and looking at the pictures in the article they don't show any pictures of the actors with dots on their face and I scanned it for motion capture yeah. it doesn't talk about that but huh. um but yeah that that often does really make a huge difference and that brings that actor's emotions to the character yeah i did see where somebody took the the eyes and mouth of the original lion king whenever that came out i can't mm -hmm. remember and they put that onto the new version so you got the cartoon eyes that are way oh, more God. expressive <laughs> <laughs> like okay now i can now the cat can emote okay here we go so yeah interesting, interesting. huh do you know is that something on youtube um I will look for that and we, we can uh, have it in the show notes. Yeah, we'll, we'll to the show notes. Yeah, I want to see yeah. that. That sounds crazy. Yeah. Um, speaking of movies, you had uh, some movie-related news. Yeah, exactly. Because we talked about some of the projects that we're working on. And I noticed um, that, I, well, I saw a trailer for the new Morgan Spurlock film. Now, he's the guy that did Super Size Me and that it did really well, where he ate McDonald's for an entire month to see how healthy or unhealthy it is and he definitely proved that it is not healthy to eat that every single day every meal <laughs> i don't know who would actually yeah, well. but i do know that there's people out there that that uh you know they take their kids there and they spend just knowing that i think moderation is key uh in those yeah. instances but he's doing a version two where he is eating only the chicken sandwiches for the meals so supersize me too and it got me thinking is it sorry? Is that chicken sandwiches from McDonald's specifically? Yes. Yeah. So he's back to Mickey D's. What does he yeah. have against Mickey D's? I mean, right? Exactly. That's you funny. know, and yeah. and what do you have against your body? Why do you, well, why are you doing that? that? <laughs> Seriously, the punishment. Um, 
but it gave me the idea because, you know, I, I, my first feature documentary, it's on Amazon. It's called life adjusted, um, which is about a horse that was severely abused mentally and physically and had a transformation through chiropractic, uh, seeing that they're doing a, a version two or a sequel to their documentary gave me the idea to do it as well. So I reached out to Jay. He's the guy that's in the movie and helped produce and, 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 uh, you know, work for the film, pretty much the inspiration for the whole thing. Uh, spoke to him and he is in. So we are nice. going to be doing a life adjusted two, spelled T O O. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Congratulations. Do you know when yeah. you're going to start rolling that, or is this like you just decided this? Just decided last week, and okay. since the last movie took six years oh, to boy. finish. Of course, we were filming the whole time. You ran out of money. You got to figure things out and yeah. get more money. You can go out and travel. And and also, I didn't have the story that I needed that basically became the whole movie until I moved back here to Southern Oregon from the Bay Area. Oh. Um, and so it took me a year once I did. So I've been working on it already five years. And once I came back, found the story of Dizzy. And if you go on Amazon and you watch, you'll understand. It, it ended up being about her, this horse. Okay. And so we'll need to find something else like that, but we're still trying to figure out what, what is that life adjusted moment that we're going to be looking for for the next, we got a lot of pre-production to go into, but I would really hope for this not to take six years to make maybe, <laughs> you know, a year and a half to two years because, you know, documentaries, it takes a while yeah, to, yeah. uh, to get what you need. So nice. Yeah. Well, why don't you tell our audience? Cause clearly they've not heard you talk about this before. Um, about the first Life Adjust movie. T tell a little bit more about what, what it is, the story, and how that all came together. I sure, think for a lot of yeah. people who might be budding filmmakers, it'll be interesting to hear your of process. Of course. So I was actually in film school and um, at the time down in the Bay Area, uh, going to the Academy of Art University. And my wife is a chiropractor. She had Jay, who is this, I mean, he's been a chiropractor for over 40 years now. 45 maybe. And he came to the seminar, he adjusted me. And in that moment, I'm like, Oh, I get what chiropractic is now. Mm -hmm. And we had a sit down lunch for chatting. And I'm like, man, I'd really love to do like a YouTube video. I said, you know, small thinking back then. I'm like, Hey, I got, sure, sure. <laughs> I got a camera. I want to shoot something, you know, I'm thinking like a little five minute explanation video. And he said, well, I work with, with horses and that's one of the most amazing things. I'm like, Oh, well, there it is. Because, you know, when you're trying to show people a different way of thinking and a different understanding of something that maybe they've heard about, or somebody had a bad experience with, mm -hmm. um, to be able to show that in a different way, show the transformation in an animal rather than me giving you lines to say into a camera and we're supposed to believe you. Um, <laughs> sure. So that was the goal from the very beginning is, is okay, let's, let's do something let's bigger than just a five minute video. Let's do a documentary. And wow. so I interviewed a bunch of, I mean, travel all over the United States interviewing these old school chiropractors. And I really saw that chiropractors, unfortunately are their own worst enemy. They have a mindset that this is the only way to do it. And there's so many different ways to adjust mm. somebody that I realized that I didn't want to come from a place where, well, why haven't you got chiropractic? It's always the last thing you try. You know, I didn't want to come from that place. I just wanted mm -hmm. to say, this is what you, is capable of, of your body and what it can do if you get cleared out. That's what it is. It's not, you know, the chiropractor fixing you. It's your body being able to express itself the way it needs to. And so I cut out all the big words, all the jargon. I only use the word subluxation one time in the beginning because it's <laughs> like, what does that even mean? Right? Nobody right. knows what that means. So I wanted to just come from this positive place instead of, you know, a negative 
you know, vision of mm-hmm, what it is. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then we found this horse that had been abused by, well, it, the husband of the wife that owned the, the horses, uh, beat her up really bad one, one evening, she ended up going to the hospital and he took a baseball bat out into the stables. And that's, that's as much as I'm going to say. Um, but this, this horse lived, but you could never get near it. Right. And when Jay Kim comes out and meets this horse, it's pretty, pretty magical. And there's not a dry eye in the, in the, uh, <laughs> the theater when we, and actually that was so cool. I got to show it at the movie theater that I saw star Wars in when I was six years old, Oh wow! right here in the varsity theater. So that was a really good feeling. So I'm looking forward to the next one. Very cool. Very cool. And where can people see the movie? You said it's on uh, Amazon it's prime, Amazon prime. Yeah. It's, um, if you're a prime member, you can, um, you can watch it for free. Well, it's not for free. You pay a hundred dollars a year, I guess. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, life adjusted right there. Very it's good. Got, Very got good. decent reviews too. I got somebody that didn't like it so much, but that's, uh, you know, that <laughs> well, happens. You know, that's inevitable. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. We'll be sure to include a link to that in the, in the show notes as well. Awesome. Awesome, man. Very cool. Thanks for sharing yeah. that with us. And absolutely, uh, we'll obviously keep us posted on, on the progress of version two. Yeah. Yeah. Things, uh, things will change. Yeah. I think I had like a, a Canon 70. I had a, <laughs> uh, 25. No, what was it? What's the lens I had? I have definitely had the 70 to 200. And then what's the other lens I borrow from you all the time? The Canon the 12 one. to 35. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So basically those two lenses and a zoom H4n. Wow. So I'm going to change with that. You put together bit. a feature film. <laughs> yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. It really, that just that on its own is such an amazing thing that the gear that we have today is so freaking good yeah. that, you know, we can complain and piss and moan about gear all day long. Oh, I need this lens. Oh, I can't do this because I don't have that. Oh, get over it. You yeah. can do so much just with an iPhone. Totally. And, Absolutely. And the fact that you made a movie that is you know, watchable online, a full length movie feature film yeah. uh, made with minimal gear like that. It's awesome. Love yeah. it. Super cool. Very, very nice. Excellent. Awesome. Well, we look forward to hearing the progress on that one. Indeed. All right. Well, with that, I think it's time to uh, knock this off and get back to work. Yeah. This is a longer version today. Yeah. yeah. A little, 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 little meandering here, but uh, hopefully mm-hmm. that's okay. So yeah. audience, you know you know what to do. If you haven't uh, subscribed to this thing, do that. Don't forget to – oh, we had a question. See, don't forget to, to listen to your uh, – listen to – to submit your questions at anchor.fm slash photojoseph, and you mm-hmm. can do that. But we actually got some, it's not a question, but someone had commented on uh, on one of our videos and it was a very nice little uh, little compliment. So I'm just going to uh, end this by playing that. Uh, awesome. Take care of yourself, Sean. Sounds I'll talk good. to you soon. All right. See ya. Hey, I'm loving this podcast. You guys sound great together. It's a great topic. And Sean, you're right. We are having an awesome summer here. All right.